Welcome back to Becoming Next On Scene, everybody. This is your podcast to teach you how to become next on scene in your field of passion or in your business. I am so excited to share my amazing guest with you today, but before I do that, I always love to share a marketing tip and a self-care tip. So let's first start with marketing. So we're going to start out with the importance of changing your hashtags. Now, this has come up today with numerous clients I've been working with, and the key thing is, is you need to change them because if you don't change them, Instagram is going to think that you are a bot and that you're not a real account, so they're not going to put you in you know, the hashtags to be found by other people. So what I usually do with my clients is I create three groups with them of one they can use for education tips, one they can use for personal life, one they can use for a call to action post. Create three different groups and have them consistent every week, but not every day. So, and then I would suggest, so that would be the first step. And then the second additional marketing tip to that is once a month, creating new groups and rotating them because they get stale after a while, just like everything else. You know, trends change. You also want to accumulate similar hashtags to the physical posts that you're doing. There might be something very specific that might not be relative to the groups of all the hashtags, if that makes sense. It sounds super science-y, but it's fact. So that's my hashtag tips of the day. For self-care, I would definitely suggest... Has anybody experimented with the Flex Belt? I just recently invested in this product. It is amazing. This is not an ad. This is like legit. I freaking love it. You can literally be like working at your desk after your workout and then it's like literally helping you create abs. It's like freaking game changing. So I'm just putting it out there and I think you'll really like it. So definitely check it out. Me and my husband are obsessed with it and I think you'll like it too after listening to the show and probably checking it out online. So that is my self-care tip of the day. Sit at your desk, work, and also work out your abs at the same time. It's awesome. Um, so anyway, let's talk about my amazing guest. Stephen Kenny is my amazing guest today. He is one kick-ass real estate agent in Boston. Um, he's been doing this now for six years, and he is a rock star. Um, he specializes in residential real estate, and he is also um, going to share all about his amazing background, tips for you to think about if you're thinking about getting in the real estate market or are currently in the real estate market, and he's starting an awesome show that I'm so excited to share with you as well. So Stay tuned for the amazing Stephen Kenny. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. All right, everybody, welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene. I am so excited to have you here, and I am so excited to share my amazing guest with you today, Stephen Kenny of Cameron Real Estate. Hi, Stephen. How are you today? Hey, Jackie. What's going on? I am great. So excited. I'm super excited to be on the show. I know. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Anytime. This is so exciting, and you're starting your own show too, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But let's first talk about, obviously, real estate is killing it, and you're killing it right now in the middle of quarantine and COVID-19. So tell us a little bit about how you fell into the world of real estate. So funny story. I was I was living in California, and I was working a whole different industry. I was working in like reality TV, and my friend back home in Boston just started real estate like a year before and he was killing it. So he was making a lot more money than me. And basically 
he's like, listen, move back to Boston and get your real estate license. And I was like, you know what? I've always loved real estate. I think I could. So I did. I moved back like a month later and jumped right into it and was working at an office in Beacon Hill and like loved it right off the bat. And I was like, I think I found what I want to do. That's so awesome. And Love that, that was six story. years ago. So you've been doing this six years yeah, now? Yeah, it's and- great. So how did you, I think this is a great question because obviously I definitely have agents and people and lawyers and whatever that listen to the show, but how do you decide, like, if you decide to go into real estate, the right agency for you to partner with? Like, what was your distinguishing factor of like, because obviously you've switched throughout your career. So how do you know when is the right time to switch and how you decide that even that whole process? Yeah. So that's a great question because I'm on my, like fourth agency So the first one I joined was his brokerage, my friend Ian's brokerage, uh, which was perfect because it was mostly a rental agent agency. So um, I was doing a lot of rentals with them in Beacon Hill. So we're doing Bath Bay, Beacon Hill, North End, but because I didn't know any better, but it was perfect for the start. But once I got going after that, when I joined Century 21, which was good. So I learned like a big company and then I followed the team to Remax. And then I finally settled on Cameron Real Estate. But you kind of learn as you go what suits you, you know? I wasn't like a city agent, I feel, like a city rental agent. And I kind of outgrew that fast. So it took me a few brokerage, brokerages to really get it right. But um, I've been with Cameron coming up on three years. So this is the longest I've ever been with one brokerage. It's awesome. That says a lot. Definitely, right? Yeah. It does. It says a lot. I love it there. They just have a completely different business structure than any other company I've been with. And just like their culture is really good. So I love it. Uh, I mean, I had a great experience on all the brokerages I work with, but you kind of, I feel like all new agents kind of jump around until they find that one. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm glad I did find it when I did. Well, I mean, it all worked out in the right timing for sure. So tell us more day to day of like, what do you do mostly residential for people who don't know you? Do you do any commercial? Like what is the vision of like your ideal clients to work with? So I do all residential. I've never done commercial. Commercial real estate was explained to me like it's like the wild, wild west. It's completely (laughs) different. You're dealing with big, you know, bigger projects, bigger players, Mm -hmm. bigger money. I've always told myself I want to get into it. Who doesn't want to sell a $20 million building and make that commission? But I heard it's a lot different. It's a lot more cutthroat in an industry that's already extremely cutthroat. That is real estate. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I'm, I love, I love residential, you know, my market, my, I mean, my average selling price is probably around five, 600,000. So, I mean, you do a few of those and you're kind of in the, commercial real estate realm price-wise, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, residential is just where I'm comfortable at, but, you know, I would, if I learned the commercial game, I'd probably do it, but I really do like residential a lot. Right. Well, I also feel like that allows you to be more intimate with people, like taking like big steps, whether they're on their, you know, second home or they're going into their first home. It's like, and you're a relationships guy. I mean, that's mostly what real estate agents are, right? So... It's very important, I feel like, especially 
in the field to, well, especially I feel like you like to get intimate with people because that you're really helping them make a really important decision in their life, right? Commercial can be, there's so many moving parts and so many people involved. It's not as personal, I feel like, right? Exactly. hundred percent commercial. There's no real like face to it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm helping families buy their first home, you know, their biggest investment in their life. So it's a lot more personal. Um, it's a lot more intimate, like you said. So, um, yeah, I, I, feel, I just feel like commercials is just like the big city buildings. And like you said, a lot more people are involved. You know, right. this is just me and my clients. Um, and I love it. Like real estate is most, you're, you're in the people business. That's what it is. So true. What advice would you give to you know, people so. that are in the realm of like, what has been a, a tip that you could share that's worked for you personally, especially for real estate agents that are starting out or th- people thinking about going into real estate? Like what is a way to really get your feet wet and get experience that gets you in successfully for the long haul? So what I tell people, because a lot of people, when you're in real estate, a lot of people come up to me and they're like, I always wanted to do real estate. I think it looks so cool. It looks so fun. And I'm like, it is. And you just have to do it. Like people don't realize you just like, you kind of just like dive into it and figure it out yourself. Mm -hmm. So my biggest thing is like, I tell people, I'm like, listen, if you can have, if you have a cushion of like three to six months of money or say you're living with your parents, you can do it um, because real estate strictly commissioned. Right. So, you know, you're not going to make, you're probably not going to make money for the first like two, three months. But if you do everything that you need to do, then you will start making money and you can do it. It's just, it, it is difficult sometimes, you know, um, people with families and things like that who can't afford to like not get paid for three or four months. But it, when you do dive into it, and you get going, it's it's the best thing ever. So you just kind of have to make that leap of faith. I mean, I started doing strictly rentals. Like if people want to, if people want to do that, it's a way quicker way to get paid. I mean, you can get paid in a rental within a few days. Right. So it takes a little longer to sell a house. It's a longer process. Mm-hmm. But what I did is I just did a ton of rentals, busted them out. And then I learned the sales game while I was doing that. And then I slowly just, you know, sold one place then two. And then it, I kind of shifted more to mostly sales, less rentals. So that's pretty much like how I tell people to do it because that's how I did it. And that's all I know, you know, Mm -hmm. but who better to explain than test driving it yourself. Right. So exactly, you know, it works. You did it yourself. So like who better to give that advice? So that's a great share. Great share. Um, so in terms of like yeah, what's, yeah. what's trending right now, like I know recently on your content, you talk about a lot about inspections. What are things that are coming up right now for your clients that people should know about in the real estate market, especially in Massachusetts? Cause that's where you're based. So, so uh, the real estate market is crazier than ever. Um, it's, it's a huge seller's market right now. Uh, which means there's very little inventory of homes on the market and there's a huge buyer demand because the interest rates are so low. Right. So when the rates are low, everyone's trying to buy. Mm-hmm. But with COVID and everything going on, there's not many properties to be sold. So what's happening is when a house comes on, 
um, and they price it right, they're getting a lot of offers. Mm-hmm. You know, some people, five to 15 offers on most properties if it's priced right. And um, it's, it's driving the prices up and it's driving the market up. So it's, um, it's not a very balanced market right now. So it's very tough as a buyer. It's very competitive. So it's tougher to get a house that you want to buy. But if you are fortunate enough to be a seller, and like I said, you price it right, it's going to fly off the shelves and you're going to get a lot more money. So it is tougher going back to like new agents because usually newer agents, they start with working with a lot of buyers mm-hmm. and then work their way to listings. So it's, it is way tougher for people that are buyer heavy just because, you know, if you have listings right now, you're, you're king. So it is tougher for definitely for for buyer agents right now. No, it's great insight. And also too, I mean, more and more city people are moving to the suburbs, right? Isn't that just like a huge trend that's going on, which is also driving the demand? Huge, huge trend right now. Yeah. Everyone wants to get out of the city mm-hmm. because of COVID, because of the lockdown. Um, it basically comes down to outdoor space. Right. So during the, you know, March and April, and in May, it's like everyone was cooped up. If you live in a city condo with a small balcony or no outdoor space, you know, you're in the North End. A lot of the places don't have outdoor space. People are going stir crazy. So it is people kind of fleeing from the city and heading towards the suburbs. They want a yard. You know, they want parking. It's just, it, it is crazy. Condo sales, prices have gone down a lot. And suburban like prices in the burbs are going way up mm-hmm. because of COVID. And I think, I honestly think that's a trend that's going to stay. Cause I also, I'm not licensed in New Hampshire, but I know New Hampshire is going crazy right now. Cause you get more bang for your buck and more land up there. Right. People are buying vacation homes up in New Hampshire. I've been hearing a lot from a lot of New, ha- New Hampshire agents that I know, but um, yeah, this pandemic is scaring everybody real estate wise. And um the condo market cooled off a lot, mm-hmm. definitely. When people are selling them, they're not getting the prices that they expected. But on the other side of it, people in the burbs, they're getting prices they never imagined. So, you know, it equals out. It does. It's so crazy. Well, everybody's going through this, right? So everybody's going through the same thing emotionally, you know, physically in the whole world, everybody's being affected in some capacity. So it's just so interesting to see the shift of how everything's changing. Right? So crazy. It is. It is. I know. Exactly. It's like everything, not just real estate. Every The world is adapting to this. Right. So it's interesting to see just everything adapting. You know, a lot of companies are going remote. Um, fortunate for real estate agents, um, I was like 90% remote as it is, right. you know? Right. So nothing really changed for me, like my day to day, you know? Besides wearing a mask when I do my showings, but right. so, I'm fortunate enough to be mostly remote anyway. No, it's so true. I have another random question to ask you. So do you remember the first house you ever sold? And can you share that story with us? I do. Um, so I was working at Century 21 and someone asked me to cover an open house with them. So, and it was a two family. So I was like, yeah, no problem. I love doing open houses. 
So I was at that. I think it, it was probably the first open house that I did. Mm-hmm. And um, I was all suited up. It was actually in Roslindale. And some guy approached me. And I was talking to him a few minutes. And he goes, I really like how you speak and how you carry yourself. He goes, thinking about selling my house down the street. You know, can you come by after the open house and take a look at it? And um, I was like, yeah, of course, no problem. So after the open house, I went down. I talked to him for about a half hour, his family. And um, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to let you know. He called me like two, three weeks later. And he's like, we're ready to list. And that was my first ever listing. That's freaking awesome. That's why like you always have to show it up. Was. Right? It was. It was so, it was, yeah, it was amazing. It was, it was a really good feeling because if I didn't take that opportunity to do that open house, I wouldn't have gone. 100%. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's always, that's why you have to actually show up and like, you just never know what opportunities come from those things. So Exactly. And I I tell people that all the time, like new agents and everyone, I'm like, get yourself out there, do open houses, meet people, get face to face with as many people as possible. That's the key to this business. It really is. It's like, you need that face to face. You need to network. You need to get yourself out there. You need to get yourself known. Um, that's how I did it. And then from there, it just kind of, you do one, all of a sudden you get traction and kind of a snowball effect. You just keep getting more and more business. Here I am six years later. And most of my business comes from repeat clients and referrals that I'll get a phone call. Hey, can you sell my house? So awesome. It's like, it's good when you, it's, it's amazing when you get to that level, you know? Right. Well, it just goes to show too, that hard work pays off. Right. So. Absolutely. In this business, like the harder you work, the more money you make. Right. Not a salary job. Salary job, you work your ass off, you make the same amount of money. In real estate, harder you work, the more commission checks you get. Right. You know, it's so true. It's How the, many hours a week that. would you say that you work? Some weeks it's literally a fifty to sixty hour a week, like when I'm super busy mm-hmm. and I'm running around, showings, dropping things off. Um, just sitting down, getting stuff done on the computer, dot loop, putting listings in the MLS. Mm-hmm. But some weeks it's a little slower. It's not like I'm not working, but it's more of like, okay, I only have to do this for 20 minutes and then send this paperwork off. So some weeks, you know, I'm looking at 20 to 30 hours a week. Right. You, so it offsets it's all basically. Kind of mani- it does, 100%. Like mm-hmm. some weeks you're slammed that you're working all day, every day mm-hmm. on the weekends to open houses. But some weeks, like you just kind of juggle everything and get it done. You can you can hop on. I can hop on my computer for 20 minutes, send out a bunch of emails, do what I need to do. And then, you know, I have a few hours off where I can kind of do whatever I want, maybe take a phone call here and there. But um, it's just, it's all how you kind of, schedule yourself, you know? It's all about just kind of getting your getting it down. So how true. you want to do it. No, that's good. Super good advice. Great stuff. All right. So now let's talk about fun facts about Steven because I like your fun facts you shared. So you love snowboarding. So tell us where where do you do this, by the way? <laughs> love snowboarding. Snowboarding's amazing. Um I tell people if they've never tried it, I'm like, listen, it's it's a personal sport. It's the best. <laughs> you know, you don't even have to be good at it, but it's just so fun. Um, I snowboard a lot up in Vermont. Killington is my favorite mountain on the East Coast. When I lived on the West Coast, the mountains are like two, three times bigger. So I used to snowboard in like Mammoth. Um, 
which is a is a nice mountain over there. But um, it's just a great sport. It's kind of like golf. It's like an individual sport. You right. Just, you get better at it as you get older, and you can do it forever. You know, I'm like very impressed. So how long did it actually take you to learn the balancing skills? Cause I feel like if I did that, I'd be on my ass, like all the way down the mountain. Oh <laughs> so my, like, I'm just I curious. Was, I was, well, that's like my wife. She tried snowboarding like once or twice and it's really tough for her. But I mean, I was born with a skateboard. So like I skateboarded when I was little. Um, so snowboarding was like literally second nature. Right. First time I jumped on it, I was little. So I was like five or six and got it down after one run. So I was kind of a natural. Very impressive. You are, you, (laughs) you you are very unique, Steven. That's very impressive. I have to say. I I tried. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the only thing that keeps me through the winter. Like winter comes. Obviously, not winter's not the funnest. It's cold. It's snowy. Right. But when I can get a nice cabin on a mountain for a week and just snowboard every day, it's like heaven. That's awesome. Sounds it. Definitely sounds it. And I'm very impressed that like how long you've been doing this and being solid at it because it's not an easy sport to learn for the average person. So very cool. It's not. I know. I realize that a lot of people that try it's like it doesn't come as natural. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I, know. I don't know what it is. Hey, whatever. Don't complain about it. Just own it. You know what I'm saying? It's totally fine. It's fun. It really is. It's awesome. Yeah. All right, cool. So I want to, before we um, play some game time, I would like for you to share with everybody how they can reach out to you and follow you on social media. My Instagram has been popping lately. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> That's love, Steven. Um, Thank you. Yeah, Steven's crushing it on social media. <laughs> of crushing course, it. of course. No, I love it. Instagram is definitely my favorite social media. Mm-hmm. Basically, I have um, it's um at Stephen Kenny Real Estate, Stephen with a V K E N N Y, Real Estate. Um, that's my favorite. Everything I have a Facebook page as well, Stephen Kenny Boston Realtor. Um, which basically it's everything's linked from my Instagram. I send it over to my Facebook page. Um, you got to have both in this industry. You need a heavy social media presence nowadays. People DM me all the time and message me on Facebook through Instagram and Facebook. So um, that's LinkedIn's good. I'm you're tr- I'm trying to get my LinkedIn up. He is trying, um, guys. He's trying. So it's I getting just, there. It's getting I'm there. Sorry. <laughs> I po- I post. I'm, I've been posting a little more from mm-hmm. LinkedIn, but like you said, like the base, more, the more places you are, the more people see you. Exactly. So. Exactly. I, I I like all of it. It's just it's branding, you know. Exactly. It's just when people search you on Google, like how many places can can you be? You need to be everywhere, like everywhere. You need to be. You the need source. to be everywhere. Yeah. You, in this day and age, people, if they're trusting you to sell their biggest asset, their home, you know, their family's home, if you're nowhere online and they don't know anything about you, you're done. Right. You're, you're not. You're not getting that listing because they just, you know, everything is. People get researched these days, so you need to have a heavy social media presence. Yeah, so true. Well, great tips. Also, we didn't even talk about your new awesome webs, like um, video series and podcasts you're doing. So let's talk about heavy hitters of real estate. So tell us what the goal is. Heavy hitters of real estate, yep. And um, what kind of people you are looking to have on and when is your first episode going to air? Share it with my audience because this is very exciting. 
So first episode is going to air tonight. We're yes, locking it down is. the time. Love it. We're going, we're going on, yeah, we're going on Instagram live and then I'm going to repost it to my page. Um, so it's basically, I love everything real estate. I love talking about real estate. seems like people that aren't even in real estate love talking about it, but I am going to interview a broad variety of people in the real estate industry, agents, brokers, real estate attorneys, pretty much anyone that has some skin in the game, Mm -hmm. you know, photographers. My goal is to work my way up. There's a lot of, I know a lot of people in the industry now. I like talking to people, you know, new agents, older agents that sell a ton of real estate. You can learn something from everybody. So I haven't really seen anyone do it, you know, like have a a little show like that. So I think it's going to be very interesting just to hear different perspectives from different people in the real estate industry. That it is. So everybody can follow Stephen Kenny Real Estate to find out the show to watch tonight, right? Tonight it is. We're um, going to have some good guests on there and it's going to be awesome. I'm very excited about it. It's definitely out of my comfort zone. It is, but but, that's okay. That's the only way to grow, my friend, you know? Exactly. They say success starts outside of your comfort zone. So great quote. I'm, um, I'm nervous and excited, but it's going to be awesome. It I'm is. I love it. I'm excited. I love that quote. That's literally one of my favorite quotes ever. So thank you for sharing that. Good stuff. Me too. I say it all the time. It, it really is true. Mm-hmm. So true. Okay. So are you ready? So everybody can follow Stephen Kenny on all social media platforms as long as they type in your name and real estate, you will find Stephen Kenny everywhere. So, Stephen, let's play some game time. There's no limit with how fast you have to answer this. This is just a really fun way for all of us to get to know you outside of your awesome career. So, first question, what is Stephen's favorite food? Uh, my favorite food would have to go sushi. Oh, love sushi. What are we talking? What kind of sushi here? I like, like the crazy kind that, like, I don't even know what half of it is, but it's, like, <laughs> 15 different things all mixed up. I don't like the boring California rolls. I like the ones with like, you know, the creative names that have, yeah, I like that too. Definitely. Do you have like a go-to spot you guys go? Yeah, we go to, um, we go to this place in Stoneham called Fusion. That's our go-to. Um, but I, I've been, me and my wife have been to Japan twice. Cool. So we love sushi that, that much. Like we, the sushi over there is just, on another level. So that's how much we like it. And you guys are like avid travelers too. It's just so cool. You have such a diverse background of travel, which we didn't tap into enough, but one of my questions is going to be around that. So we'll get there. Um, if you could, if you could wear one outfit for the rest of your life from head to toe, what would it be and why? So I'm like super plain. I don't dress like flashy. I wear like, so my outfit would be Jeans, some nice sneakers, some nice Nikes, and probably like a plain black t-shirt. Sounds it's comfortable. Very, fashion forward. It is. It it's comfortable. I'm not a big like suit guy. Um when I did dress up on fancy, my wife would be like, listen, that's not you. You're more like the casual, like dressed guy. And 
people aren't going to work with you because you wear a tie, you know? Right, right. So, and I think that's true. You know, I don't dress like a scrub. Sometimes I'll dress it up, depends on, you know, where I'm selling and whatnot. But yeah, I like to be, I like to be the casual. I like it. The, the casual dress. You know, I mean, I think honestly, that's becoming more and more the way of the world since COVID-19 anyway, because more people are just working from home. So they just want to be comfortable on any occasion, but look good at the same time. So, yeah, exactly. You can look good. You can look good in some nice sneakers, jeans and a T-shirt. Maybe I'll throw some some buttons on it, on the button up or stuff like that. But, you know, I always like to feel it out, but that's definitely my go to outfit. I love that. Well, I like it. Great stuff. Um, okay, so now let's ask the travel question. So can you share with us your favorite place you've ever been and then your next bucket list destination? Okay, so I have two favorite places. Like I said, Japan, Tokyo, probably my all-time favorite. I've been there twice. It's amazing. Me and my wife love it. It's such a great experience. Like everyone has to go to Tokyo. It's just on another level. Incredible. Um, and also we just went to Colombia for the first time. We went to, um, Cartagena and Medellin and Medellin is like one of the coolest places. Probably my second favorite besides Tokyo that I've been to. Um, it's just an incredible city. The people are amazing. The food, the scenery. It's not a lot of, it. a lot of people like, Oh my God, you went to Colombia? Isn't that not safe? Um, it's completely the opposite of what people think. It's very safe and it's just, I can't say enough good things about it. I love it so much and I want to go back. Um, and what was the last one? Weird. weird yeah. What's your next? Back? Yeah. Someplace you haven't been. That's your bucket list destination. I want to go to South Africa. Cool. I, yeah, South Africa. It's a long flight. I think it's like 20 hours. And there's nothing direct, mm-hmm. but, um, Johannesburg, I heard is just oh, oh in Cape Town, it's just I heard it's just unbelievable. So South Africa definitely up there on my list. I love it. So you guys can like tolerate long flights. Like how long was the flight to Tokyo and Colombia both? Colombia's not bad. It's like Colombia's like six hours. Oh, that's not bad. Usually, yeah, yeah. You know what? I think it's even less. I think we flew to New York, so you either connect to New York or. To Florida, so it's usually like three and three if you go to Florida. Mm-hmm. New York, it's like I think it's five hours direct from New York, so that's not bad. But so my older brother and my younger brother live in Hawaii. Cool. So me and Erica, we, yeah, we take we do the direct Hawaiian Airlines flight from Boston to Hawaii, and that's eleven hours. So wow. that's a long one. I, I've done that probably like five times. The longest flight I've done was from back from Tokyo, Tokyo to New York. And that was like 15. And that was a long one. So I don't know if I could do any more right. than that. But <laughs> That's like very impressive one. though. So what advice do you have for people that take long flights? I always wonder like what you do on that long. Because you can't really, like I'm not a sleeper on a flight. Do you guys like read books? Like what do you guys do? Play games? Yeah. So you have to become a sleeper or it's going to be miserable. I know. I basically read. I read for a few hours and usually that gets me tired and I try to pass out. <laughs> and when I get sick of reading, I watch a movie, but I do on every long flight. I'm very lucky to pass out. So we like red eyes too. You can, um, 
you can sleep much better on an right. overnight because that's like your sleep cycle. Right. Like if it's midday, I might stay up. But if it's an overnight, like I'm definitely passing out. No, good point. Good point. That's good advice. So for any of our travelers listening, yeah. that's great advice. Um, okay, cool. And final question. So if you could spend a day with somebody dead or alive you have not met yet, who would it be and why? Dead or alive, have not met yet. Um, it's a tough one. I know. It would probably be, it would probably be, I want to say, how about Leonardo DiCaprio? I just love that guy so That's much. a good one. He's one of my favorite actors. He's probably my favorite actor. I'm just, it sounds weird, but since Titanic, it's like, come on, who doesn't love Leo? Right, right. It's so you true. Know? So true. So, yeah, I just think, like, if he's in a movie, it's it's going to be a smash no matter what. It doesn't, there's a lot of big name actors, but they've had some okay movies. But mm-hmm. if Leo's a star in a movie, it's going to be a hit. So true. Um, you know, so... I think uh, I think it would be Leo. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. Would you? Uh, what would you do Thanks. with him? Like, what would be something you'd want to do? Would you want to go on set with him to a movie? Yeah, I'd probably go on set. Probably mm-hmm. party on his yacht. Good choice. Know, that that is stuff. a good choice. I agree with that. You have to. Yeah. You know, it, like off the Amalfi Coast somewhere. Sounds awesome. I think that's the move. Yeah, I think that's a great move. I support it. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Well, Steven, Thank you're amazing. You. Thank you so much for coming on today. Can you share with us again um, how people can reach out to you for questions or just follow you on social media? Absolutely. So my Instagram's Stephen Kenny Real Estate. My Facebook business page is Stephen Kenny Boston Realtor. But my email is stephenkennyrealestate at gmail.com. Kind of all the same. It is. People email me or they can also call or text me, 781-475-9927. I'm literally available 24-7. I tell people, I tell my clients, I'm like, honestly, call me, text me, email me whenever. I don't care if it's midnight. Like, I'm always available. Right. I know Erica wants to kill me sometimes when I pick up my phone at dinner, but <laughs> it's worth it. You know, that's it. Real estate's a lifestyle. So right. you got to get used to those constant influx of phone calls and texts. No, it's so true. It's so true. Well, great stuff, Steven. You're awesome. Everybody definitely needs to follow Steven's Instagram because he's launching his show. Um, so by this time, by the time this show actually airs, your first show will be live. So people will definitely be able to rewatch it, which is so exciting. And then it will be continuous on Wednesdays, right? Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. I Hopefully we're going to shoot for every Wednesday at the very least every other Wednesday, but I think I'm going to do it every week because that's how that's how I should do it, you know? Totally. There's well, enough interesting people to interview. It's true. Tons, tons of interesting people. And in the field you're in, you're just, there's so many people to be interviewed, you know, like endless amounts. So it's really exciting. Exactly. Thank you everybody so much for tuning in to Becoming Next on Scene and stay tuned for who's next on Scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene.